tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back to the Agent Carter After Buzz TV After Show here at After Buzz TV. Guys! I'm your host, Zach Wilson. We are talking about tonight's episode three, Time and Tide. Thank you for tuning in. My fantastic panel tonight. To my left, Megan Salinas. Hey there, agents. To her left, Steph Z. What's up, guys? And Jesse Klein, unfortunately, can't be with us tonight, but we have a fantastic fill-in for him, Steve Kaufman. Or am I Jesse Klein? <laughs> no, no, I'm Steve Kaufman. This is are Jesse <laughs> I'm not Hydra. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> I start right He's away. Hydra. We got to pointing fingers. All the way. All the Hydra of evil. Not Hydra. I think, Maybe. How many <laughs> times tonight did somebody yell Hydra? <laughs> it's literally every time somebody new is brought on screen and introduced. Like, this character is so-and-so. We're like, they're Hydra. Hydra. <laughs> literally, like, Thompson is doing a really good job. Or, uh, uh, yeah, Thompson's doing a really good job. Like, or, uh... Doing the interrogation. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we're like, he's got to be Hydra. He's clearly a bad guy. Uh, somebody pulls out a gun. Hydra. New roommate. Hydra. <laughs> yeah. The well, lady. The lady running the Griffith. Hydra. Hydra. New totally. guy. Jerk ordering coffee. Hydra. <laughs> well, at least with the uh, the new tenant, like. I feel a little bit justified in assuming that she's up to no good because, as House of Cards taught us, you can't trust anybody named Underwood. Yeah, Dottie Underwood. That's yes, I think, I'm throwing that I out. I think there. in House of Cards, Francis Underwood is Hydra. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's season three. I, I caught a little of the trailer. I think that's what we're leading to. <laughs> well, guys, before we get deep into the episode tonight, I want to make sure that you guys are enjoying this podcast to its fullest. And the way that you can do that, if you don't know, we do this show live on YouTube every week. And you guys can join us in the chat roll, and I'm monitoring the chat roll. I can see all of your comments right in front of me. You can join in by going to af- by going to youtube.com slash afterbuzztv. Join in. It, uh, we're going to post questions to you guys throughout. You can also tweet at us, and we're going to give out our Twitter handles right now so that you can join in on the fun. You guys can tweet at me at thatzachwilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. You can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. You can tweet at me at I am Steph Z. I A M S T E F Z. And you can tweet at me at Steve Kaufman. That's K A U F M A N N. And it should be right below me. Steph Z and Steve. This is going to be confusing. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're, we got it. Well, and don't forget if you can't remember any of those Twitter handles, we are also keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTV Agent Carter. So many ways yes. to join in. Be sure to do so yourself. Everyone's um, included. It's a family yeah. affair. <laughs> we want to hear what you guys have to say. Well, first of all, I want to know what you guys have to say. What do you think of this week's episode? Love first impressions. The, love this week's episode. 
Love it. It was it was a slower pace than we got in the first two episodes, which were very high octane, like a lot of fight scenes, which really got us into this and loving the character and the just the world because we're used to now we're used to Agents of Shield where it's picked up like in halfway through season two where there's fights and potential uh, spoiler alert for <laughs> a moment, um, potential well I just I won't say it special group of people. That shall remain nameless. I mean, they Marvel announced a movie about it. If yes. that's who you're talking about. <laughs> yes, I, uh, <laughs> you're safe. Now. But we I, did we did get some feedback that people don't, people are watching Agent Carter who haven't necessarily caught up on Agent okay. Shield. Okay. And yes. so I want to make sure you guys are aware. I will yell spoiler if we're going to talk about it because sometimes it will be relevant. There are absolutely parts of the show that will tie into Shield. Mm, we don't know right. what they are exactly yet, but it will absolutely tie into and it. the rest of the Marvel universe. Yes, yeah, that's most. We of can my just go ahead and put a blanket <laughs> statement: possible spoils for Angel- Agents of Shield, the Marvel MCU, Marvel Comics, basically the whole kibosh. If we it has Marvel in front of it, but we if might it's a huge one, it. we'll try to we'll try it. to be careful. Yeah. Um, I actually really like how the first two episodes were super fast-paced because it draw you in and it was leaving you wanting more. And now they're kind of slowing it down and really looking at a couple different things more thoroughly. So I, I really enjoyed tonight's episode. I just I'm a super fan. I I agree. The slower <laughs> you know? pace was to probably build up tension for what they got coming down the pipe. And also, what we have here are some really good character interactions because those first two episodes not only do we have a lot of action, but it's also a about establishing all of our cast and characters. And here we get to see those characters play off one another. And it's it's interesting watching them talk to one another. I like seeing that. And I it was definitely entertaining. And I was a little bit on the edge of my seat during the interrogation scene. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's great about having uh, the two, first two so quick is that we know that that's a possibility for the show. So we can spend an episode in this slower, more emotional pace but people aren't going to run away they're like oh the show's so slow and boring but because we, we know we can get back mm, to that right. high octane stuff and we got a little bit of it in that cool fight scene yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun um, she's a badass yeah. she's so cool <laughs> I mean the mystery in this like or the, like the we got more into the mystery of this episode like how do people get into Howard Stark's super secret vault. <laughs> um, they tunneled underground like that. The classic bank robber story. You know, oh, you yeah. go in from the bottom. I'm picturing like a lady killer scenario. Where I've, wor- I've just- worked on one of those jobs before. You gotta rob a bank? Or at least steal someone's safe? You've robbed a bank? No one's worked on the... Okay, never mind. (laughs) It's a a tiny little tangent, but if I was, like, terminally ill, I would totally go rob a bank. Just to see if I could get away with it. How (laughs) fun would that be? Like, wouldn't you want to act out some of these things that we see? Well, would you do it, like, Ocean's Eleven style? Like, is that the way you go? I don't know if I'd rob the Bellagio. (laughs) Would I I want to act it out? I'm wearing a red fedora. (laughs) You, yes. And it is very not conducive to these headphones. I just like Vegas. I would just go to Vegas with you guys and then. Right. (laughs) Like, oh, we need some help. I'm actually at a craps table. Just enjoying myself. I've seen Reservoir Dogs. I know this doesn't end well. Yeah. <laughs> no, a bunch of people who sit around a table talking uh, about pop culture and stuff, try to rob a bank. Bad things happen to good people. And well. not so good people. 
But so at, what we, we get in this like once she gets in there and I I, I love the uh, again just more fun stuff like when she shows up and she's dressed like she is for work Jarvis just basically you're gonna need to change your clothes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this is not because they did they broke in through the sewer and once they go down there they of course she like th- this is the great part of the character is that she knows what happened in an instant and mm. not because like she's some like cr- like she uses some crazy power or anything she's just smarter than everybody else <laughs> that tried it she's like oh they're like oh the- he came in through the sewer with hundreds of pounds of equipment able to drill up through the ceiling or the floor yeah. of this yeah. super secret vault room no they floated mm. it in in a weather storm yeah. she's like one step ahead oh yeah to more than like, like ten. Well, technically, mm-hmm. they're ahead of her since she's trying to follow them. But <laughs> right, but she's figured it all out. Yeah, which leads them to we got the answer to what the little heart symbol was. Yeah, um, I was glad that that didn't string along for a couple more episodes. It was nice to be like, okay, that's what that symbolizes. Yeah, was anyone else a little worried that it was going to turn out to be like some super secret symbol that's supposed to like be like the Da Vinci Code? <laughs> like it means enigma, but in French, so you <laughs> have to go to France to find Leviathan. <laughs> no, I like that it was just proper branding. Yeah. <laughs> it was just proper branding for a group of people. Well, I was a little worried about that because for, for you know, in the first minute or two of the episode, she's scrolling through this symbols book and it's like, oh, a Shakespeare is- book. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. So it might have been, but luckily it was just in the harbor. Well, she's trying. I mean, like, that's what you, that's the first thing you do when you see a symbol is you try to find out what significance it could have. I think that's what we were doing last week. We're like, a heart with a line through it. What could that mean? We can figure this out. <laughs> well, we love, I mean, we love the puzzles. And, like, I feel like Marvel has done some of them pretty well, but, like, Leet Branis, we spent a whole <laughs> series of time last week trying to find the anagram of what Leet Branis might have been, <laughs> and then somebody um, gave us the shout out. Um, I uh, I think I think I'll be able to shout this person out during um, uh, the iTunes segment later. Um, <laughs> Leet Branis is just a random gangster from a one-off. Like um, a, a one-off issue of Marvel, uh, and he didn't even say anything. Yeah, he's just—he's the it's deepest like cut reference ever. I love that. Just no need for anything more. <laughs> we're we're going to have him more integral in our story, and he's dead. But his name—and if you were to f- look for it. Nothing. He was just—he's <laughs> just a dude. Once. On the one hand, I really enjoy those little nods because they're there for the people who do know. On the other hand, it makes me, it really frustrating <laughs> when people dive in to do that research yep. and it turns out to be a dead. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> I mean, what that's mean? not a dead end. Like we we tried. Looking up all the different names that oh. they dropped a lot of random names in this, and I'm like. Alfred Lowe, Frederico Rosalie, Sasha Denzel. We're like, who are these people? We're looking up. We can't find anything. If you guys know who any of these people are, the yeah. only one that uh, Steve, you had a yes. Yeah. Um, Orson Hawks was one of um, Stark. One of Howard Stark's fake passports was an American one called Orson Orson Hawks, which Howard Stark, especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least the way I've been. Portray- the way he's been portrayed is partly Walt Disney, part a lot Howard Hawks, and a decent amount of Orson Welles. So Orson Hawks was the one I was immediately oh, okay. That's just a nod to, a nod to the source material. 
And then, yeah. Uh, I mean, those are the little things that you expect on most TV shows. When they drop names, it's usually crew members mm-hmm. or their family members or stuff like their that. Dog. And which is maybe what this is, but we're like, what <laughs> super villain or is this? Yeah. <laughs> is he pretending well, because be? occasionally it could be something like that. It could just be something small oh, like that. Or occasionally it could just be kind of an inside joke for the writer and then just, just right. for them to like chuckle to themselves. like <laughs> Just like write it down. <laughs> That's a funny one that no one will get. Yeah. yeah. Private joke for me. I also remember a friend of mine was at a press screening of The Incredible Hulk, the Edward Norton one. And they intentionally took, it was either that or Iron Man 2. They might have done it both times. But at a press screening, all the press sat through the credits. And they intentionally took the end credit scene out to mess with the press. (laughs) (laughs) So they couldn't sit through the credits for no reason. I'm pretty sure it was Iron Man 2. It was one of my favorite stories. That is so funny, especially with uh, with what was actually at the end credits of Iron Man. 2. Yes, that is so funny. Yeah, um, and so with, let's back getting back into the story. Um, they go on to the heartbreak. They break into the heartbreak, um, which is the boat that's sitting out there, and they find the cache of weapons. I really love the little uh, weapon that they found in there. Yes. I love that the whole box glowed green. Yeah, I, I actually love that in most Disney films, which this isn't technically a Disney film, but that lime green is pure evil. <laughs> like, if you think of, like, a classic Disney film, nothing good is happening around anyone with that lime green. That's kind of a DC thing, too. That's kryptonite color. Yeah, I, that's kryptonite green. Disney stole it from DC, I, I think. I think maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think green in general is just, like, evil, like Wicked Witch of the West. Like, But it's crazy, because if you think about in real life, green is, like, go. Green is, like, the safe, like, mm-hmm. go color. It's you think it'd be, yeah, yeah, it's like, you'd think it would be, I feel like green's a, green's money, green's, like, a lot of symbolism with green. Yeah. And I wouldn't always think evil or scary. But whenever it turns I, out that way. And, whenever I see it in Marvel, I always think radiation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, chemical. Yeah, yeah, something like that. A lot of talk in the chat in the chat about the red red fedora. And talk about your red hat. Yeah. That hat is <laughs> so suits you. For those of you listening on iTunes, I I feel like you should flip it over to YouTube for a couple minutes just <laughs> to check out this ensemble. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I realized, like, here's the thing. I didn't go out to find this hat. I've had this hat for about three or four years. He's Oh, Boo69Bs. Boo69Bs boo boo thinks that everyone should try the hat on. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I might have to start passing. At the end, we'll pass it around. says, "I know the red fedora hat is everything. It really is. <laughs> I mean, Rose said it in the first episode. Love, Love the, the hat. hat. <laughs> it's a good and hat. I man. took that to heart. Um, but so, but when they, I want to get back into the the weapon that they found right. because it's called the constrictor. It cra- it causes muscles to like constrict and so much that it breaks bones. Mm. Originally designed as a massager, <laughs> I can't. Help but think this is a nod to the villain, the supervillain constrictor, mm. who was an age a, a member of Shield who defected and then became a later a member of the Serpent Society, oh, um, which yeah. makes sense with the name constrictor. Yeah, I mean it's well. the same name, so I have to think that there's some kind of connection. Like if they're going to drop this here, that's a piece of technology that can easily. Now it's now in control of the SSR, which then means probably then later is controlled by Shield, 
this guy gets a hold of it, and then we get a reference later on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. where this guy shows up with, like, modified tech that we trace back to, to this SSR, whole case. Yeah. Wow, I like that. Crazy wild fan theories. <laughs> no, um, I like it. Well, it, it. It fits. Um, and Stark does not ha- Howard Stark does not have a death ray. I Googled it more than three different ways. Well, clearly no he does. Ray? It's in Nevada. Nevada. It's in Nevada, <laughs> but what I'm saying, but like in the comics, that's not a known thing. Well, not I had that to, you know of. I had to look. <laughs> well, I mean, you could argue I'm, that anything that led to the to repulsor tech, maybe. Well. Although Tony Stark, whatever, we're not going to get too. That was a, that was a brief aside as we moved we're on. We're not going to look too much into a one-off joke, so. Yeah. But it, I think it was just basically a nod to Area Fifty One, which is yes. very oh, active yeah. within Marvel Comics. Yeah. Um, because you could just put everything there, yeah. like yeah. any secret government stuff is just like put it in Nevada and we buy it. <laughs> Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> um, but what I really liked about this whole scene is the way that, like, the whole sequence there is that when we get to that point that Peggy is really just dealing with all of the stuff that she's built up in the episode. All of the, like, the crap that people have been throwing at her throughout because at the beginning of the episode, like, what did you guys think about how everyone is treating her at this point? Because in, in a sense, when, during the interrogation scene, let's say, she does mess things up. From their perspective, she's done a terrible job. She's ruined an investigation. <sighs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this is really heartbreaking to watch because obviously, since we're the audience, we know how capable she is and obviously we know about everything she's doing behind the scenes to try to catch these guys. And so it's just really hard to... And, and this is the same for any any like undercover, you know, movie or TV show. It's really hard to watch them get berated for still ha- for having to do kind of the wrong thing to keep being able to do the right thing, if that makes any <laughs> sense whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, and just seeing her get chewed out for it, it it really it's like, ugh. <laughs> but we wouldn't have drama if that wasn't the case. So Yeah. Um I think that I mean I kind of I agree with you in the sense that it's hard to watch a little bit but in the same sense you know that she's so dialed into why she's making all the moves she's making so you know it's kind of for the bigger picture of what's going to happen I feel like and I I I just I don't know. I think the way that they treat her is, yes, it's chauvinistic. Yes, it's the way it was back in the day. And, you know, lots of things have changed since then. But it also allows her character to be her character. Like, if they were treating her not that way, it wouldn't be so interesting to see how she plays around that to get what she needs to get done. Yeah. And it's not like she can't take it. She can definitely take it. But you can definitely see it's hard. I think we're learning a little this episode that she's completely willing to play their fool. Like, as we learned mm-hmm. with the taking the file and to get Jarvis out, she's completely willing to have everyone think she's just some dumb broad who shouldn't be there. But at the same time, like, she really wants their respect. Like, mm. she wants them to see her as the powerful, really smart agent that she knows she is. She wants to be taken seriously by these men. But in the same sense, that just shows how much she cares for Starks and Jarvis and what they're trying to do is mm-hmm. more important that she's willing to sacrifice, or maybe not sacrifice, but hinder that, you know, appearance or that reputation that she has in order to make that situation work out better. Well, the way Haley Atwell described um, described uh, Peggy Carter's character is that she does have this really strong 
moral compass within her, and she is definitely willing to do what it takes to do the right thing and will adhere to that no matter what. And if that means having to take a personal hit, damn well she's going to mm, do it. Yeah. But that doesn't make it easy. That doesn't right. make, yeah. you know, of course everybody wants that validation, especially when especially when you have the whole world treating you like you can't do anything. Well, and, it, you know, not to jump to it, but we do see, for the most part, her being that tough person. And at the end, we do see, of this episode, we do see a little bit more emotion from her. So I think that's an interesting path that they're taking. Yeah, this. Mm. it shows that she's, even though she's, you know, taking care of business, she's she's not stone cold. She's Right. She has a heart. Yeah, I mean, we, we see, uh, we or we hear her say at one point, um, I will call this in. I will call them in, referring to the the boxes, and they will respect me. She thinks that, like, basically, she's. I think she that reveals she's hoping that by solving this case, by proving that Howard Stark is innocent, she's hoping that this will all just come around to where they'll realize, oh, she was playing us, but it was totally amazing spy skills, and mm-hmm. she's the best one of us all. As much, when in reality, more likely she's going to get to that point. And they're like, "You, are, that that's treason, <laughs> right? Like you can't do that." She's but not even that. Yeah. I don't think that they'll accept that she's smarter than them. Yeah, no, 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 no. not the not this group of men. Like as no. much as she might hope that they would, they absolutely will not. And even if it's blatantly obvious that what she's doing far is far more intelligent and is figuring out more stuff than they will never admit it. You know what I mean? There's too much ego involved there, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I feel uh, like the only way they're going to respect her is if she's actively saving them from like Hydra agents like right in front of them. That is yeah. the only way I <laughs> see that happening. Yeah, I mean, well, Andrew Fedge in the uh, in the chat roll is asking, uh, he says, I'm honestly wondering how it makes sense that Peggy ended up in a group that has no real knowledge of her past. One would think at least one or two of the others from the war would have ended up there. I think they actually have addressed this a little yeah. bit on the show because they do know that she was she fell in love with Captain America. They right. they are well aware that that was a thing. I think that basically any good that they've heard about her at this point, they've has been washed in their minds by the knowledge that she and Captain America were a thing. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh well, Captain America just like said she did really well because like they were hooking up, which is stupid because she was in the army, you know, kicking ass way before Steve right. ever got there. Yeah, but if you don't want to admit yeah. that like a woman is just as if not more capable than you, if you're in that dream world that that's yeah. the real that, that's life, right. that's a good excuse. That's a great way to just pretend. And right. Yeah. It, it's it's crappy. It's like mm-hmm. it shows well, how like blind these guys are. It's a narrative that are. makes sense to them and their experience and their worldview. And it's kind of ironic as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of talk in the chat about Jarvis's wife. Am I the only one who took from this night's episode that it was Anna? Yes. I took yes. that. It's that it was the the Anna he saved and almost faced treason over. I assume that's his wife. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, they, says, they, he says her yeah. name when they're in the... Oh, okay. He does say... Yeah, he it. says okay. Anna, like he addresses okay. her. So we still haven't seen her on screen, though. Yeah. We need to do but that. But we know a lot. We know a lot of... Uh, we know a decent bit about her. Hydra. Yeah, before we get, before, before <laughs> I was not. Before, she's Jewish. I'm just 
You never know. So he says. Um, I'm just kidding. Before we get into Jarvis, because I do want to talk all about what his his whole journey in this, including yeah. his wife and his treason. Um, just last thoughts on uh, Peggy Carter's just like this whole game she has to play. Um, I just love the quote. Like, if you wish to clear Howard's name, you must do so from the shadows. Jarvis essentially calls out to her at that point, there's no glory for you here. This is, like, you get that when you're a spy. Like, we know that she can't tell Angie what she's doing. She Mm -hmm. can't tell anyone else what her responsibilities are. But this is not even the spy people can know what she did. The only (laughs) people who will know what she's done is Howard and Jarvis. That's it. Well, and I there's something to be said with that, too, because true heroism is doing something just because it's right, even though it's a thankless job and that you'll never get recognized for it. Because you can, you can definitely look at all the other Marvel superheroes that are out right now. They are worldwide recognized. <laughs> you know, in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they are recognized as heroes. Sometimes the, you know, authority figures like to bring them down. But generally, the world sees them as heroes. She's doing this just, just because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but so Jarvis is going to Jarvis is I guess filling a similar role like he's helping to uh, recover these weapons and save the day but very much Jarvis is just going to be forever known as Howard Stark's butler uh, which is really how Literally I think forever. everyone <laughs> yeah which is how we all know him yeah. like I didn't think of him as having any real thing except being he's like the Avengers butler in the comics he's no, still yeah. around and he's the Avengers butler not just the computer system in the MCU right. before before this show I didn't know he was a real person <laughs> Well, like, I, I didn't know he was yeah. ever a real person. I, I don't think it, they meant for that. To, like, I don't okay. think in Iron Man they're like, he's totally a real person. <laughs> and then we named it. I think this is just their cute way of being like, hey, look what we thought of. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was like, yes. Well, because Jarvis is a strange enough name, I assumed it was an acronym for something. Uh, I think they yeah. did come up with something in the, Iron I can't remember. That but That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's get into, like... They're inter- they like bring Jarvis in for an interrogation, and they they uncover that he committed treason at one point. I mean, what did you guys think of his, that whole drop? And like they they sort of brought it up and settled it in one episode, which I like mm-hmm. again. So that we're not like hanging these threads throughout the season. Right. Uh, what do you guys think of the whole tra- treason plotline? I think it was really good about shedding some light into his character. And again, he wasn't even really concerned about what it meant for him so much as what it meant for his wife. And I I, I mean, that says a lot. He cares so much about her that, you know, he almost let everything slip. Right. I agree with you there. He cares so much about her because it's blatant that he had stone face and he wouldn't give up anything about Stark. But when it comes to I, I actually didn't see that coming as we were watching. Um, but I liked that it happened, you know, and it did make his character surround. And we, we learn why now he's so indebted to Howard Stark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it all comes full circle. Um, but I do. I like to see that soft side as well. And, and it does. It, it shows you where he draws his line and his boundaries. And I like that they're setting up the boundaries. And it helps us understand how big a deal his wife is to him and why, and why, like, you shouldn't call him after nine unless it's that big a deal. (laughs) It's like, no, I, I almost faced treason. I almost faced treason in the UK over, over this woman. I love this woman. 
it makes, don't bother me. It makes me really want to see her. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> this mean, is a character I'm really interested in. We now. heard her voice in this episode, but we still haven't seen her. And as some people in the channel <laughs> are saying, and I think that we're still thinking, is Jarvis's wife Anna? A real person. <laughs> <laughs> she could just be a figment in his imagination. Or she could. He, she could. I mean, I'm. I, I firmly believe that at one time she was 100 percent real. The question is, is she really there now? Ooh. Could she be like on a record in the other room that he like has a recording oh, of her talking? Just like, plays just like back so and has a conversation, or just, or just like a billion hard drives Jarvis in one room. Is a like handsome man, he could go find another woman. Like, if like he Zoller, to. but not if he lost the the love of his life. The one yeah, that he committed treason for. Or maybe <laughs> Howard Stark designed an AI. The first AI in the maybe other room. Maybe Howard not. Stark upstairs hiding out. <laughs> he is not Krieger. Yeah. <laughs> we established maybe. last week he's not really Krieger. <laughs> I, I thought she was a real person we just weren't going to see. Until right now. We now I'm thinking about it. And once we see her, if we see her, oh my god, we're all going to rip her apart. Because now we're putting these yeah, images we're putting in her, her on a pedestal. Like we all have these expectations of Jarvis's life. Is there someone that, could, that like, a significant character that Ooh. she could be? Like, is there somebody named Anna within the Marvel Universe? I, nobody's <laughs> coming to mind, because this is just Let's coming look. off the top of my head. Well, could she be some deep cut, like, or really, really important character. It could also just become a running joke. There have been plenty of shows where they, they always mention a character but they never, you never see yeah. the character. It's Home Improvements yeah. Wilson. Like, <laughs> you just see them poke the eyes out. That? You always hear her around a corner but you never but actually see her. That's so not the tone of the show. <laughs> I'm saying um, it could happen though. Let us know in the chat. Do you think we're ever going to meet Anna? The only Anna that I can... Uh, no. That doesn't even make the slightest no, I, bit of sense. Go ahead. Go in this episode. He said her maiden name in this episode. We just know her as Anna Jarvis now. Well, he, did he, said her, he said her first and last name. Did he? I missed it when I he thought, was doing the when he was telling the story. But let us know. What do you guys think? Tweet at us. Le- is she real or is she a figment of his imagination? I don't Le- know. When I do search for images of Anna Jarvis, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Lee NYC Double X says, "I think Anna exists, but I don't think we'll ever see her." <laughs> uh, uh, well, well, but in the same sense, maybe that's what's his way of protecting her. He doesn't want her to be seen by anyone. He doesn't want anyone to know. I don't know. I'm reaching, well, but I know. mean, he, I mean, he does want to keep her his safe. home life separate. and his professional life very separate, yeah. especially when it comes to dangerous situations. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of possibilities for what this <laughs> could turn into because this is sort of a storyline that is not really well known this is like the, the TV shows I think with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter give Marvel room to sort of play outside of the comics a little bit they, it gives them giving Peggy Carter a whole series of her own is room to do things that you haven't done before you don't have right. to do a comic book storyline which is great mm. I'm more than happy to see original stuff <laughs> within the Marvel Universe like I don't need to have all known villains like original villains I'm more than open to um and so the other thing I'm more than open to, guys, ah. is your reviews and your feedback oh, on yeah. iTunes. Yes. Guys, we have 
seriously, I think the best fans Aww. on these podcasts. Like we, you guys do such an amazing. That, like you guys just leave so many good comments, it makes me light up. It lights up my day. Um, it's true. Have you ever had a bad day and then you looked at iTunes comments and all of a sudden your day was way, yeah. way better? But it doesn't just help us feel good. It also helps the network as a whole do everything from keep the lights on. It helps us find sponsors. It helps us book guests for all of our programs. Because by going on there, by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes, by hitting like on YouTube, by just leaving us a rating and a review takes just a minute of your time and it really just helps other people find the network, but it helps us do all of those things to no, to a degree that I can't express enough. So we also like to shout out you guys because it does mean a lot to us. I want to shout out a few of our reviewers on iTunes. Uh, Master K814 says, I was really looking forward to the start of Agent Carter and the After Show. I love the podcast. The show is a great mix of the, of the show with the clips from the movies. Which we, it was, it was nice. That was a nice lead in that we got mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Um, automated joy. So excited for the show. Five stars. Thank you, Afterus, for putting together such a great team to discuss and fan person over the show. I've been most looking forward to in 2015. Join. Yay. And she says, click subscribe and join the fun. Aww. <laughs> if you're listening to this, we you've like already fun. joined the fun. <laughs> um, uh, Luby says, I needed more, but none of my friends are into this type of TV. It was good to listen to this After Buzz TV show. They don't talk over each other, and this was great to listen to while sitting at my desk. Uh, Bad Wolf Bay 10, love this show. I'm so happy and excited for the show. Seven episodes is not enough. Good, because we're getting eight. <laughs> it's just seven <laughs> weeks. Seven After uh, Buzz shows. <laughs> um, I need more. Love the podcast. I enjoy each of the hosts as individuals and enjoy them even more together. Uh, what do you think about viewers getting a hint at the Winter Soldier at the end of seven episodes? I'm not sure what that's in reference uh, to, but that, let's let's save that for news yes. and gossip because that's a spoil, certain amount of spoiler wall. Um, so let's discuss this because I enough. apparently missed some news. <laughs> uh, uh, Mama Little Seven says, "Awesome!" Only word to describe the show and after oh. buzz. Um, and uh Viper just we're running out of time, so anybody else that I'm missing, I apologize. Viper Menez it's nineteen eighty, just wanted to rate. That's all you have to do. It makes <laughs> it, all you have to do is go on there, take thirty seconds, and hit us with a rating and a comment. And it makes a big difference. Um so let's get back into the show. Um so much to talk about. <laughs> um, yes. Um uh, well let's let's talk a little about the about where Carter is living at this point. Her her weird little <laughs> apartment with a curfew and rules about having men above the first floor. Um, we opened up on that great moment where we're like, who's climbing the building? Is, is, is it going to be Leviathan? Is it going to be the dude with the hole in his throat again? Or like a Jarvis? new throat hole in the throat guy? Is it, I think we all thought it was Jarvis yeah. at yeah. some point. Which would have been hilarious. We're like, oh no, who's going to kill it? Oh, it's Jarvis. <laughs> like, I have your mail. <laughs> It turned out to not even be Jarvis. Yeah, it was just some <laughs> random dude. But we, th- what I think that is important about that is that we've established now that, however, this woman found out about it. This she means business. Like when you get caught once, you are out the next day. No, when you find you have thirty days to find a new apartment. I'm pretty sure these days there are <laughs> yeah, laws <laughs> against this. But she's out on the street the next day. Let's hope her her uh, boyfriend uh, yeah, has some can room put her up for a apartment. couple days at least. <laughs> Sheesh. But yeah, I this was partially played up for laughs and maybe. I, 
it makes me think this whole scene existed just to bring in Dottie Underwood. I, I feel like that character is going somewhere. Either she's going to be a villain or she's going to get fridged like Colleen was. Hydra. Hydra. <laughs> Could Hydra. be. But oh, I have a Hydra button. <laughs> <laughs> like, lights up, your mic lights up. Hail Hydra. Keep me, keep me on the show. Yes. Like, but I will Hydra. Bring a, Hydra. I will bring a Hydra button. Just keep me around. Hydra alert. Will it be like one of those little lights that spins like on a police car? <laughs> I'll I'll send you guys some specs. But yeah, I you're I think you're right. I think that absolutely she's this is not like a random person who's brought in for no reason. Um she could be if she could be Hydra, she could be she's not gonna be SSR like putting some deep undercover person to follow Agent <laughs> Carter. That doesn't make any sense. Could she be working for Stark? Uh, I'm not necessarily thinking that that's like a great thing, but like I'm thinking outside the box here. Who else could she... I mean, she could just work for Leviathan. Straight yeah. up. Like, yeah. Not Hydra, but straight Leviathan. She, she didn't... Str- and we already have Angie. And she struck me as, like, another Angie. And I'm like, well, then we can't have two Angies. One of them <laughs> is lying. One of them's a liar. One of them's gonna die, or possibly both. Yeah. I, think. I guess... I, I hadn't thought about I'm Angie. Really, I'm really buying Angie, though. I think Angie's just an actress-waitress. Yeah, I think she's... She seems... That Dottie is... Dottie's the one... I don't know. I feel like Angie's going to wind up mis- getting involved, not on purpose. Like, she's yeah. going to see something, she's going to get some information, then she's going to be sucked in, and she's going to be like, I'm not going back to waiting tables. Like, yeah. there's going to be a way that she somehow gets involved. Um, before we get too far, too, going back to Peggy's living situation, I feel like there's importance to how much they were saying that the building was unpenetrable and the guy actually did that and got up the side. So I feel like that's going to play back too that there's, you know, someone else is coming up that building. Yeah. Well, and they must have some way to monitor right. that sort of thing for for when a gentleman climbs up the side of the building. <laughs> like they I mean cuz this girl was pretty confident that she and her boyfriend had gotten away with it right. and then just out. What if the den mother has some kind of powers? <laughs> <laughs> like she's awesome. actually like <laughs> In some weird way, like Nick Fury's mom. <laughs> or, like the or, original Nick Fury, like not has, the Samuel Jackson one, because uh, he's like Nick Fury. If we're going by comics yeah. lore, he's Nick Fury Jr. and his dad's like yeah. the same exact person. I kind of <laughs> picture her having the landlady equivalent of Cerebro and just allows her to monitor intruders whenever they come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's X-Men. Wow. And the rights haven't come back yet. Uh, well, technically, the TV rights. Oh. Ooh. Um, that's a whole complicated thing where Marvel still retains TV rights for certain things like Spider-Man and X-Men, but they'll never introduce it that way just in case they ever get it back because yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so controlled mm. um, and so consistent that they don't want to have to be like, well, just ignore that one plot. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, seriously, seriously, guys, just ignore that one time Spider-Man showed up. It was just a thing we were doing. It's not... Um, but yeah, so I, but I want to talk more about Angie because, like, I really like her character. 
I'm sort of picturing a scenario where Jarvis has to get to Peggy and he scales the building because they're talking about like the, this building is impenetrable and she's talking to Jarvis about like no building is impenetrable and it, yes it led her to the idea of going in from the bottom uh, like all the how that works but I'm picturing Jarvis like getting in there and Angie just opens the door like coming <laughs> yeah. over to be like hey girlfriend oh no no you don't understand he's married oh so it's like <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> and yeah. then but Angie walks in on and basically stumbles into the spy world and is then forced to be a part of it like Steph like you were saying yeah that's exactly I feel like something like that's exactly gonna but I still happen. see Angie as the pure innocent and Dottie a lot of people are talking about she could be Howard Stark's that Howard Stark could have hired her to be closer to be closer to Peggy because seems like Howard Stark wanted her to stay there yeah I I don't know I I want to say she's Hydra. I don't even think Hydra's that. <laughs> but I honestly don't think Hydra's that important in this show at all. Probably not. <laughs> but we're still we still need to pick out who's where. Another person. No, I, I'm not. Yeah, I couldn't find it here. But another person in the chat mentioned it would be really funny if she is Hydra, <laughs> but she's going to protect Agent Carter because her job is to infiltrate F- Shield and Agent Carter starts Shield. <laughs> so she's so she's like a triple agent. It's That's like a super deep. long con. Like, <laughs> it is wow. the longest of cons. Like she I mean, is Hydra, but she also works for Stark. I mean, she's just trying to protect Carter. That's really, I mean, really what, what the whole Hydra plotline is, is the super long con. It's 50 plus years, 60, 70 plus years, whatever it is, laying groundwork for the time where you're going to try to take over the world with helicarriers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. Apparently. That is a long time. Long enough for a brilliant scientist to turn himself into a computer program. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we saw... A dated computer program. What are we looking at? Oh, no, not a computer. We did see, though, up here the acronym for Jarvis. Oh, Jarvis. Um, Someone had put it up. Oh, who had it? Just uh, a rather very intelligent system. <laughs> I don't think that's the official yeah, one. I like that acronym. <laughs> I choose to make it official. That's what it is here. <laughs> That is whatever it was for this show. We approve that if Jarvis, If Jarvis in the Iron Man movies is an acronym, the acronym is officially and henceforth known from this podcast as just another rather very intelligent system. Yes. In the chat, yeah, it must be canon. Ghost, right. canon now. Ghost 8386, you just won. For the <laughs> night. Like, a thousand internets to that person. <laughs> I only have ten internets. <laughs> we'll find the rest. <laughs> Don't worry, the exchange rate's very favorable. Got it. Uh, <laughs> um, so... I bet that. Do you guys have any other thoughts about this episode? Little random things that like stood out to uh, you. We had um, we had Joel Berkeley Lewis uh, talking about the way Carter reacted um, to uh, to Krasinski's death, and I think Krasinski's death hits Peggy hard due to both her trying to protect Howard and trying to do the right thing. Mm. Um, because Steve definitely had an influence, and in having to live up to that goodness. In the dark, in the shadows, is hard on her too, and that's fair enough. I mean, Steve. I mean, he was a golden boy. Yeah, yeah. As Captain America. Well, and- somebody did pose a question. I can't. I'm sorry. It's it's deep back in the pa- in the chat, but. Um, can, would, do you think Peggy can move on from Captain America? Like, could you um, ever move on I from mean, those? We, <laughs> within Captain the canon, America. we know she does. I well, but, yeah. Like, as of this moment, no. Well, like, she's still in mourning right yeah. now, and mm-hmm. but the plus side is that she does have this mission, 
And what's a good way that people move on from tragedy? It's when there's work to do. Yeah. So. And I think she's especially she gets reminded of it this week when uh, Kraminsky when he dies. It, it all hits home again. It's she doesn't matter how big of a jerk he was, losing somebody like that suddenly, it puts her right back in the war. It puts her right back into the moment where all of a sudden she lost Captain America. She lost her love mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. She doesn't know he's coming back. But (laughs) (laughs) spoilers for Peggy. Don't tell. (laughs) If you haven't seen anything else in the Marvel Universe, spoilers. Yeah, (laughs) Or or read the first paragraph of Captain America's Wikipedia page. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, some other stuff that sort of stood out to me, uh, like random stuff, I I couldn't help but think that there might be some deep, deep, deep connection when they mentioned that he met Anna in Budapest, and I'm just thinking of Hawkeye and and Black Widow. It's like Budapest all over again. I saw that in the chat. A lot of people were like, what is it with Marvel and Budapest? (laughs) Somebody's either from Budapest, or maybe that really is connected, and that's going to... If we find out who Anna is, that could actually be a whole thing it it's all be, somehow gonna be connected it's all connected guys smart. look if you if you like I read a lot of Marvel comics and like when you read a lot of it's amazing how much they interconnect not in major ways but little things that get dropped when the writers just cause they work together and they're yeah. like oh yeah I'm gonna go here with this storyline and here with this storyline oh well what if my character shows up to do <laughs> this crazy thing uh, while, while she's over there I could totally see them plotting out, like, yeah, in 1983 in Budapest, there was some crazy mission <laughs> that started the formation of the Serpent Society, and Black Eye, and Black Eye, Hawkeye <laughs> and Black Widow were there, but it was started by this woman, Anna Jarvis's parents, who. <laughs> insanity. Wait, but um, I would totally Jarvis buy it. I, yeah. If. How will know if that's a spoiler? If he disappears in the next three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel people just we're pretty close to their studio if Marvel people just come down on ropes and take him it's Mickey Mouse man Mickey Mouse is gonna come for me <laughs> I've seen it I've seen All it happen left before. will be the fedora wow. it'll just yeah. <laughs> gently glide I'm taking that fedora if you disappear it's mine <laughs> oh. uh, well it is uh, as we move into uh, why don't we move into some news and gossip yes Probably doesn't fit, right? But this is, <laughs> she is, this is great. She is Fantastic. too excited to Yay. Um so guys, uh just some real some real quick stuff. Um Stan Lee is going to have yes. a cameo in Age of Carter. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think it, it might be next week or two well, weeks. We two skip week. a week. Oh yeah, then, we're we're yeah. off next week, but the when next, the next episode, the next week. Um, I can't wait. I love oh. Stan. Like I know some people are tired of it, but I will never get tired of no. Stan Lee's random cameos in no. Marvel movies. He's, well, we all know the theory that he's the Watcher. <laughs> I've heard that theory, and it just, I, I, I forgot I mean, about it for a I moment, mean, and, like, it came back, I'm like, yes! That's and, a theory that he's just the Watcher. And he he's, did have a cameo, not only in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he also had a cameo in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in that one train yeah. episode. He's totally, oh my god, if he's not the Watcher, I'm just thinking about this all over again. He's not the Watcher. For those of you who don't know what the Watcher is and think we're insane, the Watcher is this basically immortal being that 
lives on the yeah. moon. He's one of like a big race of beings. But his only responsibility is to watch and record all of the events, all, everything that goes on in this universe. Uh, <laughs> um, so and like he shows up at times of great turmoil. <laughs> um, I w- that's absolutely the perfect thing to do. They even put him in like the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon as a recurring oh, yeah. janitor character. There. He's everywhere. I don't know if that was ever the plan, but they're set but up. They're set be. up to do it. <laughs> yeah, like, if they wanted replan, to. replan. Well, uh, I mean, we've got a couple other things to talk about. There's a new Age of Ultron Yeah, trailer. there's yes. a new Age of Ultron trailer. Unfortunately, we're running low on time. If yes. you want to know more about or, or hear people's thoughts on the Age of Ultron trailer, you can go on to our sister network, Popcorn Talk, and where they have a show called Marvel Movie News. If you go subscribe to that, you can get a full, I'm sure they spend a ton of time breaking down the Age of Ultron trailer that came out this week. Oh. Yes. Um, so and pop over I will say that. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, we also got in this episode, they dropped <laughs> the, the Daredevil yes. uh, teaser, which they showed like a week ago online, and I've watched mm. it about yeah. 15 times already. Uh, but we have a date. Yeah, yes. we finally yeah. have a date. Uh, April, April 9th. 10th. April 10th. It was April 10th. April 10th. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait. I mean, the, the teaser gave nothing <laughs> except Manhattan. Like, it's, it's Daredevil. Lighting yes. up red. Yeah, which is great. It's like the infrared yeah. and all that. Well, not to get off on a tangent, but would that be post-Avengers or pre-Avengers if Daredevil's in Manhattan? Because they destroyed Manhattan. The Chitauri. Um, well, I feel like... In this world, like the construction is really good. Okay, they just rebuild. Uh, or, or that's part of the. Or <laughs> that's a part of the story. I, that I'll, it's a city that's. I'm willing to bet that it's going to be part of. Uh, it's it's going to be after Age of yes. Ultron and everything. Okay. Um. Just be, or not after Age of Ultron. After well, the yeah. Avengers, the first Avengers, and then it will lead into Age of Ultron in some way. Um, but it, I don't think it's pre that. Got anyway, before uh, we're running low on time, yeah. so let's move into predictions. I'm going to pass the fedora. Oh, oh no. no. This is happening, guys. <laughs> it's happening. Get a little hair there. Joel Berkeley he's... Lewis says Uatu, which is the name of the watcher, his head's not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> you could easily digitally enlarge Stanley's head to be the watcher, and everyone will enjoy and it. But then he just looked like guy. the villain from Green Lantern, and nobody wants uh, that. <laughs> um, nobody wants Green for Lantern. Do you guys think to promote Ant Man, they would put Ant-Man. a young Michael Douglas as Ant Man through in Agent Carter? Ooh, oh like my God. a young Hank Pym. Yeah, oh. look, I Hank Pym is one of my favorite characters, so that would be. So exciting for me, um, and it would it would fill out the rumor or the theory at least, not really a rumor, but an idea that they might put the Avengers origins, mm-hmm. give it somehow to Hank Pym mm-hmm. and Janet Van Dyne in the '60s that they somehow set up a system that would later create the Avengers, so that they could at least share some of the credit <laughs> being founding <laughs> members of the <laughs> Avengers before even Captain America. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hashtag Janet Van Crime. Uh, yeah, um, very well thought out. Yeah, um, I would love to see that. Um, it's also, I guess, theoretically possible that in a flashback in Ant Man, we could see 
Peggy Carter show up in some way. We could. Um, all sorts of possibilities. <laughs> Although I think Ant-Man is in the 60s. So they would have to age her up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I feel like yeah. if they were going to do that, they would try and cross-promote that. Especially with this show being new and now. And I feel like somehow... They, we would know. Well, yeah, there's we enough time that. before Ant-Man comes out that I could totally see them trying to pull this really secretly. Like, they try, like the, the attempts to hide when Nick Fury taped right. for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they, like, drove him in in a black, in, like, a shadowed SUV right onto the stage, drove him out. <laughs> Nobody except Skeleton Crew knew he was there. It still got out pretty quick. Well, but Probably right. because they, they knew someone shot there. And then yeah. somebody just took a guess. Yeah, it's, it's a safe bet. Um... Anyway, predictions. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Steve, quick predictions. All right. Um, I think Sousa is going to hook up with Agent Carter. I do not think he is Agent Carter's husband. I think Dottie is Hydra. And just a bigger, spoilers if you must, a bigger Marvel Universe thing. I think the Winter Soldier showed up at the end of this episode. And also in 1991, kills Howard Stark. Oh, yeah, we didn't even get, get a chance to get into who killed uh, uh, Kerensky. Yes, but yeah. I like that theory. I think it's the Winter Soldier, and I think the Winter Soldier will kill Howard Stark, and that'll ultimately Rocky. be they could. I'm going to latch onto that, and they could even pull that off without um, show without him actually being on the show. They could just say <laughs> it was the Winter Soldier. Yeah, you just had so Steph, many, real quick predictions so before we get out of here. Um, I think Dottie Underwood is dirty. That's my I'll watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm ah. I agree with you. I think she's up to no good. Yeah. I think that it looks like the next episode, Howard is going to come clean or at least stop lying about some of the things that he's right. up to. Um, and big, again, bigger Marvel Universe thing. Uh, you know what? No, I'll, I'll save it because I had some thoughts on the Age of Ultron trailer, but I'll save it for next time. Okay. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my only prediction is that I will continue to fall more and more in love with Haley Atwell. And, <laughs> and, that, you'll wear, and that you'll wear fedoras all the yeah. time. Yes. Okay. She's amazing. Uh, Steve Kaufman, if people want to keep up with you on Twitter, where can they find you? They can find me at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I also host the Modern Family After Show on Wednesday nights. Suits is coming back January the 28th. I'm going to be doing that on Thursday nights. And I also do Gotham on Monday nights. I do a lot of stuff. Steph? You guys can find me at I am Steph Z I A M S T E F. I do a bunch of shows here on AfterBuzz, so just look out for them. You can follow me on Twitter at The Manguin. That's T H E M E N G I N. I also do a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Tune in on this Sunday when Grimm comes back. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 